0: This week, we take our first of hopefully many excursions to a camp that really needs an OSHA visit. It's Friday the 13th on That Podcast Stays Up All Night.
1: Come on.
2: Kiddos, welcome to Scenic Camp. Up all night. I'm head counselor Josh, and that young fellow over there is Cody, the frisky new kid. <laughs> Hoyo. Oh, that's just old man Aura, doom saying again. I think eh. syphilis ate his brain. Say hi.
0: Hello. I uh, I watch the place while the master is away.
1: Hey, Master, I'm the uh, key uh, gatekeeper. Are you the key master? Oh, <laughs> uh, shit, that's a different movie. Uh, uh, I just need a
0: ride, mister. <laughs> I don't know if I'd ever take a ride after watching this movie. Holy crap. <laughs> oh, gee, this, this is
1: a sure nice Jeep. Let me tell you about my dreams and aspirations.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sure would be tragic if I died in a couple minutes. <laughs> so, all the good campers know that that podcast stays up all night is the podcast that takes on the movies of USA up all night. The sewage pond weighed down with the corpses of the peak showiest comedies, late nightest thrillers, and most voluminous horror films the 70s and 80s could produce. Josh, Josh, Josh. Yeah. Voluminous, huh? Eh. All right. <laughs> well done. Uh, this time, we're in a fight to the death with a horrible, unkiller monster's mother in Friday the 13th. Laura, <laughs> uh, we ride to hell tonight. We'll need some elevator pitch to carry us there.
0: I uh, never agreed to that. Friday the 13th is the story of how a cameraman murders several acquaintances in point-of-view shots. But at, uh, at, at the end, they change the killer to some old lady or something. I don't really know.
2: Uh. Sean S. Cunningham was a Stanford grad with a background in the New York theater scene. Uh, He eventually got a job with a documentary film company and made his first film. Uh, He met former professor turned horror director Wes Craven while editing his second feature. Cunningham and Craven collaborated on Last House on the Left. Uh, I don't have the book to verify it anymore, but a book that I read called Shock Value, I believe mentioned that Cunningham was very disturbed by Last House and felt that it had gone too far. Uh, Cunningham went back to making kids-oriented comedies, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, working sometimes with screenwriter Victor Miller. Uh, Now, here there's a couple of divergent accounts. Uh, The one on Wikipedia says that Victor Miller had been putting together a screenplay called A Long Night at Camp Blood, which was modeled on John Carpenter's Halloween. Uh, And then after Cunningham suggested the title change to Friday the 13th in variety to lock down the title and do shop around to get people involved, uh, despite not having the complete script yet. Now on an interview on the disc that I watched Cunningham claims that he came up with the title and, uh, put up the ad without having ever talked to Victor Miller, uh, and without having any script whatsoever. And that Victor Miller then came over and they worked out the script from the title, uh, I don't know which one's true.
1: These things are always funny how it's usually like a combination of like parts of both sides of it. Yeah. yeah. I think there have been lawsuits involved in this one. It's like a Marvel comic or something.
2: (laughs) Uh, So yeah. The casting agency brought in Kevin Bacon uh, along with several of his friends. Though that was not quite the get that it seems nowadays as at the time Bacon only had a couple of credits to his name uh, one of them was Animal House, but I believe it was not a a lead role.
1: Yeah, this is all definitely pre-Footloose, right?
2: Yeah, oh, very much. This was, <laughs> I think, like the fourth thing listed in his, uh, his filmography. Uh, Bing Crosby's son, Harry, was probably more of a catch. Uh, for the role of Pamela, the company approached Betsy Palmer, who people would have known as a panelist from I've Got a Secret, one of those old man TV shows that Aura probably watches.
0: <laughs> I was going to... I was going to say, man, this sounds, like a, this sounds like a game show that I wish I would have watched. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Uh,
2: probably the biggest member uh, of Horror Royalty on the set would have been Tom Savini, uh, who was a makeups and effects designer who at this point had already worked with George Romero on Marty and Dawn of the Dead. Uh, so let's talk about the Friday franchise, no... Not the Ice Cube movies, the horror series. Uh, What were your guys' experience with the Friday the 13th films prior to this, going into this? Uh, Have you seen it before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, When I was very young, before I was into horror movies, as it it has been discussed, I'm sure, on the show before, I I grew up in a a fairly religious and uh, pretty conservative household. But, uh, my dad, this stuff stuff would have been radioactive, huh? You would think that, but, uh, my dad was very cool about a lot of things that he enjoyed growing up, uh, before, (laughs) before he became a reverend man of the cloth. So certain things were, uh, like fair passes. Once I hit a certain age, I remember a time where we weren't allowed to watch above a PG movie without our parents, like checking some, uh, online review site that skewed uh, very Christian. But uh, eventually we, I hit the point where I, I got really interested in horror movies because The Thing was one of the first like really, really scary movies that I watched that the practical effects of that blew me away. And I actually saw behind the scenes footage for that movie before I saw the actual movie and friday the 13th happened to be one of my dad's favorite series as well so uh, by the time i watched it there was there was literally 12 of them to watch uh, uh not 12 cuz i think that would include the remake the remake hadn't been out yet but uh, all the way up till uh freddy versus jason were, was definitely out by that point
2: that'd be 11 <laughs> yeah
1: so 11 of those movies to to chug through but every this movie is so good for so many reasons like some shitty off-screen kills and some amazing industry standards
2: uh for me actually the friday the 13th series is very linked up all night because that was the first place i saw any of them but i don't think i saw the first one on up all night i think the first friday the 13th i ever saw was friday the 13th part three on up all night uh and to me it's always one of the most archetypal slasher films both for its content and and for the the cheesy ways that you can see the 3d effects that they were trying to do on a 2d print where all of a sudden there will be a shot of a yo-yo coming at the uh (laughs) camera at a (laughs) like a and you're just like there's no reason for that shot other than to get a 3d (laughs) effect and make some teenager jump
0: yeah uh I agree with you, Josh. I certainly saw this the first time on up all night. Uh, this is the, if I, I, I think I told you, or I, you know, I mentioned it before that usually uh, on up all night, the movies I would turn off would be the, would be the ones that were the, the sort of um, the movies I'd watch now, I guess <laughs> the, the sort of more, uh, um, Not the boob comedies or the boob horror, but the other ones. Uh, What are we calling Mm -hmm. them nowadays? Thrillers. Thrillers, yeah. I would have shut off the thrillers, but I would leave the horror, the the comedy on most of it. And horror would be a 50 50 shot, but I certainly would have seen this on Up All Night and did, in fact, see it up, you know, for the first time on Up All Night. The thing about it, though, was that uh, it then became a feeder to see the ones in theaters. So like every, you know, when I would see the ones on up all night, I would then, you know, want to see the one that was currently out because that's how long this franchise sort of ran was long enough (laughs) that the first, the first ones were on basic cable while the franchise was, which I, which I can only imagine was a boon for that, uh, for that particular, uh, franchise,
2: uh, (laughs) Oh, do, will we? Well, we'll talk about the financials of this one. We won't talk about the sequels.
0: Okay, because view uh,
2: we'll the sequels, but
0: yeah, it, yeah, it's, it was very. It, it interesting. would be interesting to know how many people who went to the sequels, you know, were exposed to it via basic cable. Basically, you know.
1: Yeah, Th- that is something else that I think is interesting about this is. Uh, the the zeitgeist of Friday the 13th is basically like hockey mask killer. Like that's almost universal at this point that it's so much so to the point where just having a hockey mask, you can't get like sued for that because it's so ubiquitous with the horror genre. But I think it's funny that if you've never seen the series, the first big twist is the mother thing. And then for me watching the sequels, the second thing was, what the fuck? He doesn't even get the mask until the third movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's it's clearly very. Uh, we'll get to it. In the, we'll get to it in the review stuff. <laughs> about, the, about the formative stuff happening here. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 I, uh, yeah.
0: I, I I like you, Josh. Saw this the first time on Up All Night for certain.
2: I think you're right, Ora, that There was a lot of funneling through basic cable happening. I do also remember back when I was in elementary school, a lot of kids and I, I wasn't allowed to watch these kinds of films when I was a little kid, which is probably for the best. As I was a very frightened child and probably was good (laughs) with myself. Um, But I definitely remember all the kids on the playground discussing scenes from the Friday the 13th and uh, probably more than Nightmare on Elm Street because the the deaths in those were cooler uh, as as sort of a a way of proving to all the other kids how grown up you were, I guess, because you could talk about a horror movie. Then you become a grown up and you want to talk to people about horror movies and they're like, no, weirdo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was um i was just thinking you know how like most of the time for your first scary movie in theaters there's like there's things like gremlins and stuff like that that's like kind of a horror movie but it's more like fun romp type thing like i remember one of the early in theater quote unquote horror movies i saw was that a 2005 the brothers grim with like keith ledger and matt damon and I was just thinking about it. My brother was of the ripe, ripe young age that his first R-rated movie was the first Zombieland movie. and He talked about how that one almost traumatized him because the special effects were so good. And that was like one of the first movies of that degree with like so much like carnage and stuff that he had seen.
2: Yeah. the first uh, The first R-rated movie I ever remember seeing, and my parents being mad that I had seen it, uh, I was at a babysitter. We watched a, we we watched Revenge of the Nerds, which uh, <laughs> be, uh, different different ways
0: <laughs> than, than Zombieland would have.
2: But <laughs> yeah, I
1: would be way more worried about what impressions you might pick up from that movie than a, oh. than a slasher.
2: Up <laughs> all night movie. someday we might have to grapple with it. <laughs> yeah. Although I don't. What do you say after all the fucking. There are, f- there are a few movies that aren't Nazi propaganda films that have come down in people's estimation so quickly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm sure we'll
2: figure out some fun way around it. <laughs> so I think I hear a rustling noise in the woods that are nowhere near my apartment, so I'd better go check it out. Could take a while. Back after the jump. Fun, 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 fun. Sun, 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 Parents. Are you tired of hearing this? Mommy, can you take me swimming?
0: After I'm done hiding, Janet Lee, honey! You
1: always say that! Fun, 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 fun. Sun, sun, sun,
2: sun, sun, sun. Well, get your summers back and drop off your spawn at Camp Crystal Lake. Yay! We have all kinds of barely supervised 70s style activities like archery. Let's play William Tell! And cooking. Okay,
1: which one of you little goofballs added in the asbestos?
0: I did. We're not even really sure it's poisonous yet.
2: And horseback riding. And of course, swimming in our 95% lithium-free lake water. It tastes like mommy's sad drugs.
0: The zombies keep grabbing at my legs and it tickles.
2: Our expert staff of almost high school graduates are trained to meet all the non-existent childcare standards of our horrifying era. I'm
1: bored. Let's go bone some chicks.
2: You got any condoms? What am I, a
1: sailor?
0: That's right. We still think that AIDS is a thing for the gays.
2: Oh god, he's dead! Camp Crystal Lake. They'll love it so much, they'll never want to go home. The music stings seem to have died down. So I think I'm safe for the moment. Uh, Cody, synopsis, please. And don't spare the special sauce.
1: All right. It is time now for the synopsis and for me to give the synopsis of this
0: movie, man. Listen to him. Kill all that time. Josh. (laughs) what what do you what do you suppose he's doing you suppose he's bringing it up on imdb right now right cody's synopsis
1: the synopsis that's supposed to be written by cody the synopsis (laughs) that i have written for the show today (laughs) my synopsis
0: my book report is the the cover is black and says friday the 13th
1: (laughs) what i learned from this movie is that jason Voorhees isn't even in it really And it's (laughs) a lady in a sweater.
0: Hang on. Can I, since we've had this out now twice on the show and I've, and I've resisted the urge, I'm going to say it now. Did they totally just rip that off from psycho? Is that what happened here?
2: Uh, I I imagine it's a little bit of, yeah. Yeah. And they think it was very original. If you listen to the interviews.
0: Oh, wow. Really?
2: Yeah. And the, the screenwriter thinks that it's a, that it's a nice twist on the genre because it's a, you know a mother killing for the for the love of her child or something up until
1: this point it's it's really been mostly just like for the the quote unquote slasher genre it's not like there's a ton of stuff out there but lots of stuff came out in like the
0: 60s and 70s right i guess more oh, accurately yeah. a reverse psycho is what i should say
2: well there's a lot of like proto slasher stuff like psycho is is sort of an important where they along the trail to it but there's it's it's really the Friday the 13th series that solidifies what slashers are going to be going into the 80s as franchise horror yeah uh, but it is largely a ripoff of Halloween
1: <laughs> uh, that's just,
2: right although Hallowe- Halloween's a bit artier and that makes it a bit less accessible to mainstream America
0: <laughs> so basically, so what happens here uh, the opening scenes are are you know of these uh, of these teenagers? who
1: are gonna go work at this camp. What's that? Nineteen fifty-eight is when it uh, starts. I see. I took notes.
2: Oh they're, wow! They're singing like "Kumbaya" or some shit.
1: It's church songs. Church songs get the, the the two the troublemakers that started all. One of them's named like Claudette or something like
2: that. That's a weird detail. I don't remember the names of any of these fucking people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, if I would have taken the time to actually write the synopsis, that was the one extra thing I was going to do is actually get the names. Because this is, surprisingly enough, a movie where when you look up the cast list on IMDb, you can actually figure out which character was which actor because they have pictures.
2: Yeah, most of them went on to just enough to have a picture on IMDb. Is what it turns out.
1: And there's enough stuff where if you Google their names, it's like, oh, this person from Friday the 13th. It's usually like the next thing that shows up. But yeah, it's uh, the two campers. They go upstairs kick boots. And then this is only one year after Jason has drowned, but they haven't revealed that yet. So both of these two people are upstairs having sex, and this is where the cameraman assaults two teenagers
2: yeah and this is i mean that was the thing that halloween very much introduced was that pov kill spree shots Mm -hmm. and i mean i'm sure that there have been other films that had a pov of the of a killer before but uh the degree to which halloween leaned on that and alternating povs between killer pov and uh victim pov in which the the, the shape could be there and then not be there. Mm-hmm. And they could use the mystery of, like, where's this person? Like,
0: the mystery.
2: Like the alternating between them creates this sort of tension where in every shot you kind of wonder if it's the killer's POV.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, which they really fucking lean on a lot in Halloween. That's what the whole ending of Halloween is just leaning on that. Like, oh, you know, the body's disappeared. Is, is the killer in this shot going up the stairs? Is the killer. Looking at the house like this, where's the killer? You don't know.
1: They they don't do it in this Friday the Thirteenth, but they definitely continue it later. Which I did look up, and it's definitely a Halloween thing. Is the like hiding in a closet? Nobody. There's not like a lot of um, hiding deaths. Most of the people are either like directly confronted in this movie, or she the the killer is hidden and then strikes unawares. They, they don't really have an idea of what is happening until like half of the, the new age cast has already been picked off. It's only until there's like three people left that they're like, Oh shit. Like people are dying.
2: Yeah. And one thing that they do not rip off from a, uh, from Halloween, which had a sort of monstrous killer uh, is that idea of the monstrous killer uh, in this one. Frequently, the victims, which is kind of an interesting part of its POV, like in that opening bit, the the victims clearly know the person that's killing them, mm-hmm. and are real freaked out by it. Yeah, uh, yeah that adds that's an true. interesting. Like many of the, the the killer POV shots are different from other uh, slasher films, I would say, in that you have that element. Like like the scene with the hitchhikers in the the jeep. Yeah. The, the killer. Uh, and it's clearly very at ease until, you know, they go past the, the, the turnoff and she's like, hey, weren't we supposed to go there? And then she's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You know? <laughs> or that I think she kills like a, a cop who knows her, like he's on the way to town. Yeah. The cop's like, oh, hey, what are you doing out here? And then <laughs>
1: Yeah, the cop. The cop is like later, isn't it? Because he, sh- the cop, shows up on the bike when the the one kid is running around in his like t-shirt diaper, wearing a, a Native American headdress.
2: Yeah, he's being an offensive stereotype and being very high. Yeah, something, <laughs> something
0: uh, age, you know, worse than others.
2: But <laughs> then later at the diner, he, they cut to him being like, "I better go check on these kids up at the." gets fucking murdered (laughs) so it's it's a weird scene to include it just feels like here's five more minutes
1: yeah i so the first two deaths are like the campers at the beginning of the movie uh which is like way back in the past and you know a year after and then it's it fast forwards to the 70s i don't remember i didn't get i didn't get notes on like when it's actually set
0: it didn't it didn't say, it just said present day. Oh, I gotcha. But the next person that gets killed is the the What's girl that... that... It
2: would have been about 80, I think,
0: yeah. Yeah, uh, sure, but it, the movie itself says present day, which yeah. the, only, the only reason I mention it is because IMDB specifically mentions it in one of the trivia. <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: I'm just saying the present day would have been 80.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But the next kill is the Jeep girl, right? And that's the uh, throat-cutting... I think so because the first two you see them like clutching like a bloody you know squib or whatever but there's no there's no gore really yet but then for the rest of the movie every single one of these kills except for I think maybe one or two other off screen deaths that are that like switch back and forth like we're talking about the POV thing yeah but uh, every other one is a pretty at least unique or gruesome kill.
2: Yeah, they're inventive in terms of how they're done. They're often not, I thought, super gory. Like when they do the throat slit, it isn't like a fucking fountain of yeah. blood. It's like some blood trickles out from the the the, uh, the prosthesis. They're I mean, visceral the and like it a- was received by critics as being so... Like, Ebert was not a fan of this one, if I recall. <laughs> yeah.
1: There, there's something about the later ones that's just so like extra visceral too like the arrow one specifically i know is a thing that gets copied by you know tons and tons of other movies and stuff like yeah. that
2: the bacon one
1: yeah 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 but there is something the that gets- hilarious thinking about like so she kills she kills the first guy and i mean we're we're for the sake of a synopsis there's not like You've seen yeah, this movie before. <laughs> there's not that much to, to it. Let's do a
2: synopsis of this film. What happens in this film is a bunch of teenagers go to reopen a camp that was shut down after an accident and a couple murders. Then they start getting murdered. Yeah, and it turns out that the murderer is the person whose kid was killed there.
1: There's uh there's about twenty minutes of hijinks and the suspense gets built by the one like asshole guy who keeps pretending like he's dead and then. He needs CPR or whatever, and then they give him CPR, and then he acts like he's hurt later. and It's like the the red herring, and there's some more of those shots that look like it's somebody from the woods watching them.
2: The case. It just from the film, at one point, I think. Mm. Uh, fix yeah. You Get a couple your, of uh, uh, Light bulb, Missy. You're all doomed. <laughs> You're all doomed. <laughs> I'm just hanging out in the pantry
1: here. If that's cool, I uh, I used to own the property, and I like to box
2: in there. (laughs) My my favorite you're you're all doomed is when the first hitchhiker who is doomed very shortly is walking out, and he walks up to her, and he's like, "You shouldn't go to that camp. You'll all be killed." (laughs) Shut up, Ralph. The camera follows him as he walks over to his bicycle, like sits on it, looks back at her like, I know you're checking out my ass. And then like bikes off. Like a two minute shot and I'm just like, the fuck? Why are we holding on that? Were we, was I concerned the old man wasn't going to get home?
1: If this uh, If this movie just had like a slight inkling that it might be a little bit more horror famous, that guy might've been Clint Howard.
2: Oh, that would have been great.
1: <laughs> I'm getting strong. Silent Night, Deadly Night, part what was it? Three?
2: It was three or four. I think it was four.
1: Four. Jesus. Oh, was four.
2: Two is the Garbage Day one. <laughs>
1: yeah, we didn't watch an iconic one.
2: Yeah, I don't <laughs> think that one was not up all night movie, sadly. <laughs> I haven't even you seen see, that You one.
0: see, Cody, the contrivance of the show is that we only watch up all night movies. We can't just pick <laughs> movies we want to watch.
1: No. And not only that, but we actually did one time attempt to record a podcast about a movie that wasn't an up all night movie. And that <laughs> is still the first. That's still the lost episode. <laughs> we were doomed
0: it was doomed you went to the camp didn't you
1: they were like you better save that shit for fucking further ado or something
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh further ado
1: huh hey listeners if you didn't know we do some other podcasts as well
2: it's true
1: It's on the same uh, website and or podcatcher that you're listening to. You've probably seen the other episodes.
2: What the hell are these? Yep. You listen to those too. We won't stop you. Uh, So in this movie, what what do you guys think of the final girl, (laughs) Alice?
1: Uh, Alice is a fine final girl.
2: She's kind of meek for a final girl, I felt. Uh,
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah like she's no ash williams
2: yeah i don't want to i don't want to delve too much into the theory stuff but like <laughs> a lot of a lot of academic horror theory for slasher movies is around like psychoanalytic readings of gender gender interchange where yeah, i will it's about like the yeah. female hero wielding the phallus and breaking down uh, traditional gender roles but in this movie that's kind of confused because both the the final girl and the killer are female. So it makes it kind of an interesting...
1: They they can't argue for their own sake that they were woke and super deep thinking about this while also <laughs> being like, oh, it's also a super original twist ending that it was the mom.
2: <laughs> none, of these, none of these arguments are about people making woke movies. The people making these <laughs> arguments are saying that audiences can receive them in this way
1: (laughs) maybe woke was the wrong word how about self-aware i feel like that's after after this sets the stage and then obviously the sequels eventually that gives way to the the parodies and the things like scream and whatnot yeah being in a famous horror movie
2: so what about that final scare at the end I want to talk about
1: <laughs> how, how it totally wasn't going to be a franchise?
2: Because people will tell you, like sometimes people, as a, as a horror trivia, will be like, Jason wasn't in the first Friday the 13th, but they're wrong. Because Jason is in uh, the penultimate sequence, not the final sequence, in which Alice takes a boat and sits out on the lake, uh, kind of traumatized. Like as a final girl, she's interestingly traumatized. Like, there's not much survival instinct to her. Like, she's she doesn't stop to make sure that Mrs. Voorhees is, is croaked. She doesn't like.
1: Well, does she need to check to make sure
2: Mrs. Voorhees isn't croaked? I mean, I just let her throat. She got her head off. Oh, wait, yeah, I'm sorry. her <laughs> with the pan is what I. Was
1: she gets the full machete decapitation yeah, in this right. movie.
2: See, I was thinking, what I was thinking about was the pan sequence.
1: Oh, yeah, she
2: yeah. She the pan and then she sees she's bled from the head. I forgot <laughs> this, about the that, that decapitation at the end.
1: So. This female fight also has just like a straight up vagina punch in it.
0: <laughs> I believe it's called yeah, the punch, Cody. <laughs> do,
2: what, do what you're going to do. But Jeff it, Black does, did a song about it, just a little kick in the cunt. <laughs>
1: It is, the the boat and the lake thing is so interesting in that, like, whole, I, it's, it doesn't feel like she's given up, but it's just like a, I don't know, it felt like a smart decision the first time I watched it of, like, a, oh, yeah, I mean, if you get into a boat and into the middle of the lake, you're safe from all angles, like, you could see anything, but then, wow, that's the twist, I'm in the lake, you fucker.
2: I kind of took it as she was kind of broken, because before... Before Pamela comes out to attack her again, she's just sort of sitting there numbly. See, like
0: yeah. I, I thought, I thought like Cody. I thought she was trying to find a good vantage point.
1: Mm-hmm. It's because it's she's like sleeps down in the boat, right?
2: Yeah. But whatever the case, she's out in the middle of the boat, and she's uh, looking out, and it's this slow zoom in, and it's all the happy morning music, and all of a sudden, uh, this moss-covered kid jumps up and uh, hugs her. And then we cut away to her in the hospital.
0: Gives her a big old hug.
2: She,
1: it was a dream she woke up from.
2: Yeah. And she's all trying to find out what happened to the kid in the lake. And, uh, and they're all like, uh, what in the fucking kid in the lake, lady? The fuck, what the fuck you on about? <laughs> and she was like, that's how oh, the movie ends. you were all there. And you were there. And you were there too. Interestingly, the original screenplay apparently did not have that ending. Like she doesn't get attacked on the lake by the...
0: Well, I mean, it, it, sort of does, it sort of does feel a little tacked on if you're going to have the, the twist be that it wasn't him that was the killer, you know?
2: I, mean, I think it's trying to do sort of a either a double twist or a dream thing, mm-hmm. or just pad out the runtime, I don't know. Uh, apparently the origin of it was Tom Savini, who said, you know, we have all this makeup shit, why not just have this Jason kid pop out, it'll be funny. <laughs>
1: that's how it feels I mean it is one of those like hat on a hat twist things but for horror movies I feel like you almost like have to have that like any any quote-unquote happy ending has to have some sort of like monkey's paw turn and wink at the camera type thing yeah or it's uh what a drag or not drag me to hell what was the (laughs) what was the Sam Raimi movie was that called drag me to hell
2: one with the uh, with the witch or gypsy or some shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, the yeah. Romany woman stereotype.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> twist <laughs> Do- who doesn't make her thinner.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God. I have seen that one too. <laughs>
2: Thin.
1: That was the uh, scariest depiction of acid like being thrown on someone I'd ever seen in a movie is thinner. Cool. Alright, we've 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 drifted into talking about other horror movies.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I was about to start talking about how goopy people are in society, but let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's steer away from that. <laughs> I wish that yeah. was an
1: up all night movie.
2: Yeah, I don't think it was, sadly. Nope. Uh, people are fucking... Have you seen it? People are real fucking goopy.
1: Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's... The the per, the special effects people on that Silent Night, Deadly Night movie were, like, involved that's, with society. And that's where I was like, oh, my God, holy crap. That's one of, like, the weirdest, like, deep-cut good yeah. horror movie things that I know is that one.
2: That's right, because that was a Brian Yosna film, I believe. He was involved in some way. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the to the review... Segment I mean we've already given people some idea of what we think of this movie, but let's formalize it uh, i'm going to give it uh three out of five three point five out of five uh arrows through the neck of an upcoming Hollywood actor Aww. um it's the characters are very forgettable uh and in the past, I've liked it a bit less because of that. But I, I don't know, I really liked the rewatch that I did the other day, partly least because I have a new TV, uh, which is nice and big, and uh, the, my, my Blu-ray copy of it, uh, I could really see the film grain, so it was a very pleasant watch. <laughs> um, but I don't know, it, it just sat well with me this time. It's, it's insubstantial in plot and characterization, but it's a lot of fun.
0: Josh is like, I need that 4K transfer of kids mostly screwing around at a camp
2: then <laughs> you can really see the grain
0: <laughs> I want
2: to
1: see these kids' pimples that's funny, or you want to do your rating or you yeah, want me-
0: uh uh three and a half uh yellow jeeps um whoa, what happened there?
1: You'll have to take that back because my roommates literally just scream all of the time
0: i well i, I wow that was that was i I heard that and I was like, Are you sampling while I while I'm talking about Yellow Jeeps? Beep beep. Okay, so uh Sorry. Yeah, no problem. It's uh it's three and a half uh Yellow Jeeps for me. Um I I enjoyed this movie more than when I, I did when I was a kid. I think hiding under the covers a little bit and you know, uh I don't honestly like I sort of remembered the, the ending of him jumping out of the lake at the end. So I must have saw the ending, but if you would have asked me before a rewatch, I would have been like, I don't remember how it ends. <laughs> so I had completely forgotten that the mother was the killer and I, I remembered the lake bit. So I don't know. <laughs> like but but it was fun. It was it was a good watch. Like we've we've directed some direct in this show, so uh this is not direct.
1: Yeah. I got it. I got, uh, I got five bacons out of five. What? Wow. Five
2: bacons? Five bacon strips.
1: I didn't have a good one that the entire time, both of you were doing yours. I was trying to think of what, what out of five I was going to have. And I blanked. So five Kevin well, bacons.
0: Well, I'll tell you, I I guess I should have explained mine. I picked the Jeep because I was trying to figure out who kill who the killer was. <laughs> his watch. and I was like oh she just got into that jeep so obviously it's the camp counselor guy who's the killer because he's got the same jeep but then he gets <laughs> murdered too and it's like oh maybe they only had one jeep on the set and that was their car and they didn't expect you to be like watching for it you know
2: Uh uh-huh. I, w- I would like to apologize I suggested that you use bacon strips but you can only use that for wild things
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you get his dong right near the end of that movie and it comes yep. out of nowhere <laughs> it's like it's like Randy orton with the r k o that fucking dong
0: can you even do that on h b o
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> if you're a wild thing, sure
0: never mind cody it, it that's a that's a that's a joke from a different pod, a different time
2: <laughs>
0: I
1: think we have a bit about that in one of the sketches,
2: yeah, we do. that's a joke whose era has now long passed <laughs> <laughs> faded into antiquity.
1: Uh, Yeah, I give this one a perfect because uh, this was one that I like is definitely a nostalgia tent. And before rewatching it, it was definitely one of those like I remembered most of it, but not all. And I wondered if it was one of those that I was I haven't viewed it the original in a long time. So I was like, "Ah, I wonder if i have like held it too high in my head. But uh, it compared to what we normally have to watch it was one of those like sigh of relief immediately after like the the second or third kill of like oh yeah like this movie does do a real good pacing job the only point at all where i wavered is that like brief like 20 minutes while they're after some deaths have happened and they're kind of setting up the camp while they're building the suspense but after that next one hits it's uh the the suspense of knowing that Kevin Bacon was going to get stabbed through the neck and then like watching him light like a full joint for most of it was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Just, I really like this series a lot and uh, I was yeah. so glad that it held up like perfectly how I remembered it at least like the, this is one of those movies where the, uh, the seams and the cracks that you can see feel more like charm than they do like, anything negative
2: yeah a good point it's uh it's a 12 out of 15 on there which might be a new champ i don't know we don't really track
0: <laughs>
2: uh i think we can definitely say
0: send... christina probably tracks it <laughs> she'll she'll send us an email and let us know if we screwed it up
2: i'm sure she will uh, well i can hear my cat meowing and syncopated chords so i guess i should go check that out See you guys on the other side of the jump.
0: This summer is boring.
1: Yeah, but stay inside. Yeah, keep your plague cooties away from me, too.
2: Ugh.
0: Actually, I've got an idea. Hey, Josh, you remember when I inherited that defunct mansion from my uh, rich great uncle? No. It was a Halloween thing. We stayed at it all night, like a Scooby-Doo.
2: Doesn't ring a bell. Well, I do different timeline, I think.
1: How the hell do you guys even keep that stuff straight? Uh, we we don't.
0: I think, I think I might rehab that old mansion and its grounds into a summer camp.
2: That sounds like a terrible idea.
1: Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> uh, what the hell was that?
0: What? That sound. <laughs> what sound? Josh? <laughs>
2: it sounded familiar, but Not quite.
0: Doesn't matter. Lots of work to do. Hmm? Well, you guys are my first volunteer camp counselors.
1: Uh, no. Yeah, I've been down this road before.
0: Guys, it'll be just like in cheerleader camp.
2: Yeah, all those guys ended up dead. (sighs)
1: Not all of them. This isn't an excuse to get us into cheer uniforms again, is it?
0: Uh, No. Look, guys, FOMO. It's the summer that wasn't, and... Besides, what else are you going to do? <sighs> See, I knew
1: it. Yeah, all right. Fun, 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 fun. Sun, sun, sun. Uh, okay, uh, there it was again.
0: Bah, you're crazy.
2: Fun, 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 fun. No, I think it's something. Sun, 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 sun. But certainly not something enough to be seen for.
1: All right. Well, s- since I'm the only idiot here with actual camp counselor experience... Would you like some advice on how to survive?
0: Dude, I already know. You can't have sex or parents will murder you. Oh,
1: great. Yeah, that's, uh, that's number one.
2: But there are many hidden traps. Uh, if you're leading activities, you need to be mostly consuming water. And if you do have coffee or soda, you need to have two cups of water for every other cup to help fight dehydration. Uh, what the hell?
1: That's right. Like, that's the only other solid piece of advice I have besides no
2: boning. What can I say? I watch a lot of movies, and I've been real good at not dying so far.
1: So, am
0: I actually opening a camp?
1: Looks like it. Do you have our W-2s ready?
2: Oh, yeah.
0: That's why we mainly operate out of an unlicensed food truck. I I remember now.
2: I think I died when I went to see what my cat was on about. So, I guess, Aura, take us out with the games?
0: Hey, it's the fun and games portion of the show. This is this is my favorite part of the show. Uh, we get to we get to have some fun and some games. Hence the name of the the fun and games portion. Uh, can't kill any more time, Cody. Stop taking a drink so you can spin that big wheel.
1: <laughs> I'm really here for the and part. I don't particularly care for fun or games, <laughs> but I'm really into conjoining things. So, there you go. Uh, so I will spin this wheel for you. Conjunction, okay. junction. All right. What's oh, that? he cracked
0: now, his knuckles, guys. Now,
1: yeah. the podcast can't see this because yeah. it's a podcast, but look at...
0: It's more of a lever than a wheel that you just did there. No, oh, it's no, there, oh no, I see it spinning now. The wheel yeah. is
1: so big, I yeah. o- only have this corner of it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do we... Is it still spinning? I don't... I can't... We can't hear that.
1: Well, look at uh, the wood. You, can, you can't you can hear it, but the wood grain oh. clearly shows that it's oh. still spinning.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, I thought you were showing us a CD. Oh, no. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about? You don't recognize...
2: A disc? <laughs> Is that what we're doing now? <laughs> <laughs> On a Friday night.
0: <laughs> they don't know it's a Friday night. <laughs> you know. It's Friday the 13th, obviously. Oh, shit. Is it the 13th?
1: no no, it's the 17th uh
0: never mind nothing i was like wouldn't that wouldn't that have been interesting secret podcast news yeah i thought about
1: that i was like when is the next one was like ah not soon enough
0: yeah like october or something right yeah because it it wasn't everybody on well anyway the the wheel landed (laughs) oh my gosh uh weird camps so uh what I did was I, I looked up on the internet and I tried to find uh some weird camps, and uh you guys are gonna guess if uh if these are real or if I made them up. Summer weird summer camps. So uh these are all for kids, I guess. I should probably have said that. Uh this is uh businessinsider.com is where I got most of these from. So Hollywood stunt camp.
2: Real. That's- probably real yeah
0: yeah totally real uh in addition to hollywood stunt camp you can also do circus camp which sounds equally dangerous <laughs> uh, I, would,
1: I would not leave my kids
0: alone with people training them to become circus performers or stuntmen this sounds how is this not a lawsuit right? stunt,
1: stuntman feels like more of a safe profession than uh <laughs> the people who run carnivals Sure. I mean,
2: it depends on whether you're talking about like you know, stuntmen are in danger of injuring themselves during a stunt, whereas carnival carnies are in danger of becoming meth addicted <laughs> and growing <laughs> webbed toes.
0: Hey, kid,
1: first one's free.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: a, a stuntman would require plenty of like practical effects and harnesses and things like that. And if you uh, if you become a carny, I worry about what your political opinions will change to after one day. <laughs>
2: yeah. Because oh so all carnies gosh. have webbed toes. Do you hear that, my mom and brother? Carnies <laughs> have webbed toes. You're carnies.
0: Oh oh I thought you were suggesting that they did not believe you. No. You're you're suggesting that they are in fact carnies.
2: They do have webbed toes. Yeah, <laughs>
0: we've mentioned that about your mother before.
2: <laughs> which
1: which came first, the webbing or the carneying? <laughs>
2: Oh my God! It sort of fills in once you've uh, once you've run one of those balloon stands, <laughs>
0: <laughs> or the or the or the fool the guesser uh, stand. Is that
1: <laughs> the first time you rob an American from their hard-earned five dollars for a game that you know is rigged? Is when it starts <laughs> to set in. God, it's an uh, ironic curse thing.
0: How about kids' comedy camp? <sighs>
1: Yeah. I feel I've been to improv camps.
2: I'm going to I'm going to go with true but god that would be an awkward video to watch.
0: Totally real. Yeah. That one's that one's not made up either. Motorsport kids camp. No.
1: Hmm. I feel like that's got to be real. We're not talking like K through 12, but.
0: Yeah, we are.
2: <laughs> we are. It's real. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That one's firefighter camp.
2: Okay. No. Nope.
0: Real. Totally real.
2: I don't care if it's real. Still no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Again, back to <laughs> lawsuit time, right? <laughs>
2: I know California needs firefighters, but this is not the way.
0: You're going you're to love this one, Josh. Chinese experience camp.
2: Oh, 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 oh. oh my God. I, I cannot say yes on this. This has got to be a no. Again, I don't care whether it is real or not.
1: This is real. I've got to say this is real. Human beings are terrible and this is real.
0: Totally fucking
1: real.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's a France one that you could do it to. You could send your kids to as well.
1: But it's called... What is it? It's called Chinese Experience Camp.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a Chinese immersion experience, I think.
1: Chinese immersion experience or hon, hon, French camp. <laughs> and that's how it's spelled out. It says Han Han.
0: Oh,
2: oh.
0: <laughs> oh, God.
2: Explosives Camp. I'm not playing anymore. I'm just going to look at podcasts on my phone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm sensing a pattern here, so I'm going to say yes
0: totally real <laughs> prison summer camp
2: yes is it stanford <laughs> right <laughs>
0: also totally real and its selling point is a chance to bond with dad <laughs>
2: is, is dad already in prison yeah <laughs> what is the implication here
0: i that's a that was as as deep as I dived. That how
1: was... how do, how do you as a child want to do something so bad that you are willing to take the uh, the parental slip form that says prison camp and go? Hey, mom, <laughs> will you please sign this?
0: Can I can I go see dad? Uh, <laughs> God, <sighs> uh, here you go, Josh. That yep. you'll be back in on this one. Plantation <laughs> camp.
2: <laughs> no, I will not be back in name <laughs> 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 is not to play
0: you're, you're 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 afraid to know whether or not children uh, pay four thousand dollars uh for a month at plantation camp
2: uh, um and since earlier you were all like, "Oh, people are so terrible, I'm guessing I figured out your fucking your thing right here <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: uh. Running. Trust well, me. the listener didn't hear me say that. That was pre-show. <laughs> so, uh, spoiler alert, uh, I tried to make something up, and everything I made up, there was a camp that it existed for. Like, that's how <laughs> I found Explosives Camp, as a for instance. That's how I found Plantation Camp. Um, I did do a search on Coronavirus Camp, and thankfully that doesn't exist yet. So that was the only one that was going to be made up, but... I mean, I,
2: like I just saw a thing on Facebook. I don't know if it was real or not sure. reporting some people were going to do a, a a herd immunity camp or something where they'd get a bunch of people in close proximity
1: that those have been proven that aren't real you talk about like the uh I'm guessing the, that it's a hoax, yeah, the, the coronavirus parties is what they call it too
2: oh well, it wasn't that it was like a camp thing for I think it was a lot of adults as well. it wasn't yeah. like. It wasn't the, anything that's like, oh look, what a bunch of teenagers! Are. That's that's false. Yeah, it's always false. They're not they're not doing a rainbow party. They're not playing <laughs> a game. They're not doing a COVID party. None of that is true. They're it's always... all lies because you can get dumb conservative people to believe any fucking thing about a teenager. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I always think about Charlie Kelly and uh, it's always Sunny talking about it. it's like teens are into dancing now to solve their problems. They do these really cool things called <laughs> rainbow parties
0: <laughs> so i so I uh like i said i I tried really hard to find made up camps that I was like, there's no way there's a camp for this a uh, shark camp that really exists. You can go swim with the sharks as a child in fiji if uh if you if your heart desires uh, <laughs> then I was like I was like, well, maybe, yes, maybe they're dangerous they're just
2: perfect predators place. throw fucking little timmy in with it I was like I was like, maybe. well, maybe
0: maybe uh you know maybe uh dangerous things was the wrong direction to go cuz kids love dangerous things so maybe i should go with things like parents would want to send their kids away from so i was like what about like video game camp or you know camp totally real you know you can uh so i was i was like what the hell isn't there a camp for and apparently nothing is the answer to that <laughs> so that was why I was why I was cursing up a, a blue streak right before the show started, because I was like it's like I can't find anything that's not already a damn summer camp.
2: So I think <laughs> the moral is we need to get a business license and open sarcastic podcaster camp. Oh god. <laughs> <okay.
0: laughs> <Man>. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> uh wanna take another spin of that big ol' wheel, Cody. Uh, oh, it
1: started wow. off as a burp, but then it was a... Is this a cookie now? Surreal. No, it's the same wooden disc. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh spin, man. spin, spin! It stopped. Is it going to land on Genre Swap? I think it did. Yeah, it did. It totally did. <laughs> it landed on Genre Swap. Genre Swap is the uh, is the is the game we play every episode. Uh, what we do is we assign each other a, a genre uh, and retell the same movie, but but as a as a different thing. Uh, the especially challenging thing about this particular movie. Is that uh, this has been retold in several genres? So uh, we'll have fun trying to come up with unique ones, or at least not uh, not ones that are already uh, uh, not already um, given. Yep, already a <laughs> movie, I guess. <laughs> so I don't know what I was trying to think of there. Um, I have one for you, Aura. What's that?
2: I have one for you.
0: Oh, do you? So I that makes me uh, I I have to give Cody. Uh, how about uh how about um MTV reality show Cody? Okay.
2: Or a uh n- uh 90s alt rock romantic comedy. I can do this. Yeah, no, I knew you, I knew you could. I'm this not, is a thing, I'm I'm thing not I can being do. mean I wanted <laughs> it to be you because I'm like you've watched like singles and fucking reality bites.
1: Yep. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm thinking for you, Josh. We're going uh, a black and white foreign film.
0: Oh, black and white foreign Friday the Thirteenth slasher, not slasher.
1: You can you can if you wish to set your uh, country of origin to establish a subgenre, I will allow you to pick your country of origin.
0: Oh, okay, that's a that's a special. That's a,
1: that's a little film major
2: treat for you.
0: <laughs>
2: well, I, I, I surely do appreciate it. <laughs> Actually, think... he,
0: he, there sounded like sarcasm in that voice, but at the end of the day, he's gonna pick a country and he's gonna love it. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> My voice I... just always sounds like it has sarcasm, or it's a disability, and I'll thank you not to point it out.
0: <laughs> do you have your card for the the disability?
2: <laughs> yeah, does it exist Yeah, I means you don't have to wear a mask either. <laughs>
0: there it is that thank you (laughs) thank you for (laughs) knocking that one down
1: i I finally uh, i finally saw one of those uh, one of the people who have a mask that has like it wasn't a mesh one but it was totally a mask that had like breathing holes in it it was one of those like the front of it was covered enough and it, it extended weirdly in front of his face so i didn't want to call him out just for him to be like Oh, I'm wearing a filter underneath or something along those lines. But the, the setup was enough to make me like double take and be like, really, man, like you're, you're my story. Now you're the first person I saw in public wearing one of these things.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anybody ready to go?
1: I don't even remember what my genre was. I was just about to ask.
0: Oh, uh, MTV, uh, reality. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> I, I um, got this. Th- that was not Scream Queens.
2: Because
0: when I thought of it, I was like, oh, shit, Scream Queens, I guess, was was that uh... was
2: All right. MTV or uh, AMC? What's that? Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> oh, was,
0: was Scream Queens not MTV?
2: I thought it was maybe AMC, but I don't care.
0: Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> Moving I... on with our lives, apparently. Uh, not dead at 21. How about that? <laughs> I know that one was. And by the way, anybody who's listening to this podcast right now and remembers Dead at Twenty-One, you're the same age as me.
2: And we... <laughs> yeah. we're and I are within this that, that like two year span where you watched that one season of fucking Jack Nosworthy's best work. <laughs> yeah, I was,
0: well, I was gonna say I bet we spoke nonsense a moment ago to Cody when I said that. He's like, "What's Dead at 21?
1: Well, I'll be able to. I'll be able to speak to your generation here in a second. Because I, originally, I was thinking maybe sex it up like a CW show or make yeah. it like the the Teen Wolf thing, but I have a different idea. It's uh, it's not called Friday the Thirteenth. Now it's uh, it is just a reboot of Next. So there's you know okay. the big there's a big Next bus and
0: uh, <laughs> a big Next bus. Uh-huh. Okay.
1: And then uh, there is five various co-eds who introduced themselves. My name's Pamela. I like having sex in the woods, you know, et cetera, whatever. They can have, they can have real things. They can be really themselves. And then it's, uh, then it's Jason is the person. And, uh, I, I saw a video recently that, uh, Jason
0: is the guy who they're going to date.
1: Yeah. So it's, uh, I love the idea that Jason Voorhees, since he doesn't really talk in any of the movies, actually knows ASL. So, (laughs) It's it's Jason Voorhees in his, like, dripping swamp uniform, but the machete isn't anywhere to be seen. And he's, like, ASL signing perfectly, like, all of the stuff uh, that's, like, a normal next host where they're they're being coy, they're making, like, penis jokes and stuff, and every single one of the dates ends just with him, like, slitting their throat. <laughs> it doesn't ever cut back to them back on the bus. It gets down to, like, the third guys, and they're like, you know Tim left but Jessica didn't come back and they're like yeah maybe it's a polyamorous thing and they're like yeah it is the next reboot and then it's just all (laughs) of them getting killed and it runs for a whole season so I'm I'm thinking like grand total a minimum of like 72 people are gonna die
0: (laughs) oh man I'd watch that
1: (laughs) yeah you would you could do a different monster every time but next didn't change their formula at all so i think you could just have jason just kill him at the end of each date scenario
0: i I never i never watched next but i think i've seen commercials for it so this is the one where they're sitting in the bus and talking trash about other people's dates while it's going on and then they become the dater
1: yes it is like embarrassingly so scripted and very obvious and every single line that every single person says is like a double entendre and like a penis pun and this that and the other thing
2: i not remember truth or date being like that
0: yeah
1: yeah it's it's very similar but yeah, my the favorite, my
0: my damn favorite dating show was singled out that was on mtv
1: wild and out or no not wild and out fuck what is it uh Flavor Flav's something of love, oh, a flavor, flavor of, of love. love. Yeah. Flavor
2: of love, yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah. Uh, Single Out did have that uh, anti-vax edge to it.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, y- like, you a know, little
2: you early. Them, you might you might know, meet meet somebody special, and then your child will uh, will get mumps. And, and look,
0: <laughs> look, the the hosts were both insidious on that show because wasn't Chris Hardwick the other host?
2: Yeah. Uh, so I mean, and he's uh, and I mean, is it funny yet to make jokes about how Chris Hardwick's a rapist? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, uh, so the I
2: anti-vax mean, mean, thing, I think, is you know, yeah. morbid enough to be funny. <laughs> Chris Hardwick he, being a racist, or being a rapist? No, maybe he's a racist too.
1: Is that him. the guy that hosted yeah. the the like the Talking
0: Dead?
2: Yeah, he was the the nerdist guy for a long time. Wow.
0: How did I not know about this? Well, in the in the middle of the Talking Dead, that news broke because I wasn't it a production assistant or something on the Talking Dead that... Oh, damn. So this is old? How did I not know
2: about this? I didn't know really about, really this? Hear about it until the Me Too stuff was, was really popping.
0: Uh, maybe um, I'm wrong. Maybe I misunderstood.
2: I have, like a lot of the Me Too allegations are repeats of stuff that people didn't care about initially.
1: Yeah, I, I knew that that so, was a big thing.
2: And to be clear, I would have cared if I'd heard. I just, I don't follow celebrity news <laughs> that much that much i don't know um, like so
0: celebrity. uh so <laughs> 90s romantic uh romantic movie i was going to say comedy but it doesn't you didn't you didn't specify comedy so you uh, specified alt yeah alt. so that's what it was
2: yeah it's, it's just an alternative comedy like oh alternative you know, like, like *Singles* so oh. *Reality Bites*, were the two. Well, examples. I don't.
0: Yeah. I don't know how funny it's going to be, but to be fair, uh, to be fair, to be I mean, all
2: those weren't movies that were premised on funniness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: sarcastic funny, not uh, not uh, not uh, slap in the face with a pan funny. Mm-hmm. Um. So. So uh, we. The The first thing we'd have to talk about when we're talking about this is mm-hmm. is the characters, right? So that that's what that's what makes up the these particular '90s alt uh, alt romance businesses. So you've got the manic pixie dream girl, right? Uh, you've got uh, the broody guy with uh, with some sort of um, guitar, probably like a like an acoustic guitar. Uh, you've got uh, you've got the the wild card uh, character. Uh, It could be male or female but uh you know the the kind of the screwball uh best friend i guess right um let's see here uh the the wizened uh older sibling or perhaps uh older friend right um and so so we have this ensemble cast of these various archetypes uh and what what ends up happening is uh they one by one uh, start disappearing like hey has anybody heard from manic pixie dream girl lately uh no <laughs> where like where has she been like did, did she say she was leaving town and you know they come up with these like sort of like in their head kind of excuses like if like cody if we didn't hear from josh for you know two or three days uh, you know we might say his cat ate him um, or whatever, right? It, like, <laughs> I love the. I wish the, the the viewers could see the look on your face when I said the, that, Josh. The eyebrow
2: raise. <laughs> <I'd> like <laughs> to see him fucking try. Yeah, all right, all right.
0: Uh, no, but you I you know, like. We would come up with an excuse. We wouldn't assume that he was, you know, uh, murdered by a by a serial killer. But the thing is, like the way that these characters were introduced in this movie, it naturally would have to be one of them. So who is it? is, is it the, you know, is it the, the broody guy with the guitar? Is he murdering them? You know? And, and so as, as it, as it sort of unfolds and as more and more characters kind of disappear, like you're like, okay, but, but like, I thought it was that person the whole time. And that, and that's kind of the fun alt uh, alt of this uh, particular uh, romance uh, is because as they continue to make love and, and, and figure out who's, uh, Who's actually dying here and who's the murderer uh that's the that's the the thing so um uh spoiler alert it ends up being the wizened old guy
2: <laughs> josh okay uh we're gonna do early russian film
0: oh Rut! he picked russian cody hell yeah so praise it comrade mm-
2: It's largely the same. I mean, this is silent era film, of course. We're talking uh, Eisenstein era. Uh, So uh, it is a silent film, but that doesn't really matter a whole lot because there's not a lot of dialogue that matters in this fucking movie, to be honest. (laughs) Sure. Um, And the plot changes only a bit to where Pamela actually owns the camp and is entrapping... Teenagers to murder them because she has an anger against all teenagers.
0: Oh, that's uh, a that's smart.
2: Other other than that, it's mostly just the same movie, except every time there are mo- there are very very elaborate montages that are designed to let you know what you need to think about anything that's happening. Can <laughs> you, you, you imagine like the swimming montage the with the with- at all? Like when she's stabbing at somebody, it cuts away to like angry beasts and like pigs feeding from a trough to imply that she's of the capitalist class and uh, as the worker gets killed we see you know uh, beef carcasses rolling down an assembly line as the, uh, as the, as the proletariat is bled by the bourgeois class uh, it's like that basically through the movie
0: Cody you almost won this one unfortunately i think josh pulled it out buddy
1: yeah that's really good uh, same thing like that if not a real movie that sounds like a real art project like you could easily cut uh cut friday the 13th down to a five minute video and then include this other stuff
2: if i had the patience (laughs) to do extensive video editing that would be real fucking fun to do yeah (laughs) yeah
0: Oh my gosh! Like and as a foul you voting,
2: uh, if you haven't watched any old Russian montage films, like uh, Battleship Potemkin being the best known, watch them because they're very fucking fun and so fucking goofy.
0: You see what you did, Cody? Now you gave him an in to talk about some weird crap. I know it's on, it's nice man. to I we throw really each
1: of you a bone every. <laughs>
0: I'm just teasing Josh. We
1: gotta throw each one of you a bone every now and then. It's like watering you. I gotta do it once or twice every now and then.
0: Oh, shit, I got to water the plants.
1: <laughs>
2: Throw a bone at you. <laughs> I mean, All right, button.
0: well, that uh, that I think uh, killed enough time to conclude the fun and games portion of this episode. We'll have to do the more you know segment next time. Josh, the baton is yours, buddy.
2: All right, so the uh, where are they now in trivia? So Sean S. Cunningham, uh, the director of this film, went on to direct and produce... Uh, a few other horror films, but he didn't return to the Friday franchise until next Friday. I, I mean, Jason goes to hell, <laughs> uh, which was the ninth installment. Uh, he never really made anything as well known as this movie, uh, though he did make back uh, a movie, which I, and only I love.
0: Yeah. You have mentioned my boyfriend's back on if, if people were, if longtime listeners I believe you have mentioned my boyfriend's back in the double digits of times.
2: I would probably put it probably not top ten, but in top twenty somewhere. Yeah, nobody else likes that movie. Does <laughs> nobody else like
1: that movie in like a a Freddy Got Fingered kind of way, or in a different kind of way?
2: A different kind of way. <laughs> it's, it's a comedy about uh about like a this this girl's boyfriend who dies at like Dead Man's Curve and comes back as a zombie in the fucking in in that era
1: ah i see i i wow. don't know why this entire time i was imagining like my boyfriend's back as in like a litter literal like there, there's some plot device around like a growth or something in my boyfriend's <laughs> dermis
2: it's a sequel to idle hands
1: yeah yeah <laughs>
2: really digging deep tonight into the fucking 90s horror related <laughs> shit
1: idle hands is so good could you imagine if we did a horror back movie i need to
2: they just put that out on shout i need to get a fucking copy of idle hands
1: oh i love that movie apparently the offspring did not like being there (laughs) is that right yeah i've i've heard that they did not enjoy that
2: well tough shit on them. it was a great movie
1: yeah it was one of those like they they had to pick a band for the movie and the studio was like oh well, these are the bands that are under our contract that we can get to come in type of thing
2: <laughs> that's fine. I mean that was that was the era you had to have the big soundtrack person yeah and it was uh, uh, just great performances in that movie it was yeah it was uh, vivica a fox was incredible in that movie <laughs> she should have been the next uh <sighs> What's her name? From coffee.
1: Yeah, I do what
2: anyway. you're talking about. Um, so, Victor Miller uh, oh. was disappointed. Yeah, we are still podcasting. No, uh, your, your, your sound movie.
0: changed dramatically, Jeff. <laughs> good? Yeah. yeah. In what way? Oh, uh, that's fine. It amped up or or kind of, I don't know. Like.
2: I, I was trailing off and I might have just raised my voice. Is it okay now? Yeah, yeah you're yeah, fine. It's fine. Okay.
1: It wasn't. You weren't talking louder. It was definitely like coming through way louder. Yeah.
2: Well, all right. Uh, Victor Miller was disappointed that the sequels focused on Jason, uh, who he had wanted to be a victim and not a killer. Hmm. Um, he did go on to write for several soaps, including Guiding Light and All of My Children, and he also wrote a handful of other thrillers and horror films. And- <laughs> Uh, for some reason, Wikipedia lists him as being involved with the Polly Shore movie *Jury Duty*, but oh, I can yes. find no evidence of what that involvement would be. So I assume it's just wiki trolling. Oh, <laughs> I, um, I really wanted it to be true though. So I, I know you,
0: you, I, you. speaking of throwing me a bone, that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk. Uh, I could talk your ear off, Cody, about uh, *Jury Duty* and Polly Shore <laughs> movies for a minute if you'd like. I,
1: I was just reminiscing of the story the other day. One of my close college friends, the first day that we met each other in class, like during introductions was like, hey, this guy looks like that redheaded guy from the goofy movie. I was like, are you talking about Polly Shore's character?
0: <laughs> she's like,
1: yes, you look like that guy. Oh, <laughs> nice.
0: well now you right. made it from funny to sad.
1: Oh, I think it's hilarious.
2: Oh, good. <laughs> so uh betsy palmer who played uh pamela uh appeared in still not quite human do you remember that aura uh the not quite human series based on the books that were tv movies about a, a human seeming robot teenager
0: this is the first one you've caught me on all episode i'm i'm not god i don't i'm if i saw a cover i might recognize it but yeah I, i'm not remembering the title specifically
2: I was all into those books and, and fucking shows back in the day. Uh, Betsy Palmer passed on a, in 2015, uh, but she lived a long life, so it wasn't super tragic or nothing. Um, Adrienne King, who uh, played the final girl, Alice, uh, does reappear in the sequel. Uh, shortly afterwards, however, she began living in seclusion because she was being stalked in real life. Aww. Uh She eventually managed to find a second career providing voice work for film looping in ADR, which is kind of interesting. Uh, Harry Crosby, Bing Crosby's son, appeared in one other movie and some of his dad's TV specials uh, before becoming an investment banker with Lehman Brothers. Uh, so oh. he, it's his fault.
0: Oh, wow. It is
2: his All fault. All of this is his fault. <laughs> uh, Tom Savini had a dick gun in Dusk Till Dawn. I've seen that. Yeah. He has a dick gun. He's sex machine.
0: Um, yeah. Kevin Bacon
2: is a popular party game. Uh, <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth cost uh, five hundred fifty thousand to make, uh, and returned almost forty million domestically and almost sixty globally, uh, on a studio outlay of two point five million for purchase and advertising. Jeez. Uh, in twenty seventeen constant dollars that would be 177 million. Uh, That fact's probably its greatest legacy uh, as one of the more successful independent films of all time and certainly of its time uh, and as a model for how low budget horror of the new Hollywood 60s and 70s could be mainstreamed and made a bit more formulaic uh, and marketable uh, to international teen targeted audiences uh, which drove the 80s horror boom which is most of what we talk about when we talk about horror films on this show. Yeah. So this is a film whose tendrils are in pretty much everything else that we watch. That is a horror film <laughs> So, yeah. so I think that's the big legacy of the, of the movie more than anything, anybody involved in it did. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was again, like I, I would be curious if there's, you know, if there's some sort of chart that shows how much money each of these movies subsequently made, because it's one of those movies that built over sequels rather than sort of like falling off with each sequel for sure.
2: No, it was diminishing because that was a part of the problem with, uh, with Manhattan. Oh, really? Uh, because I did a paper on that once a uh, part yeah. of why we've, I don't think, I don't know if we did, if that one was on up all night. Um, if it is, I guess I'm spoiling a future episode. Most of that film takes place on a boat. I'm on a boat despite the fact that it's called Jason Takes Manhattan, or subtitle (laughs) of that.
1: Um, That movie is Jason kills a couple of people in the exact same sewer entrance over and over again.
2: Yes. It's Jason is in Times Square for one memorable scene, uh, and then a bunch of shit shot in some black back lot and on a boat.
0: Uh,
2: The reason is that they had to slash the budget because returns were diminishing.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: Interesting. I mean, it, it it's made a lot of people rich over the years. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's, it's notable that 8 was also what caused uh, Paramount, I think, to sell to New Line. I think it was Paramount that released and New Line bought it after, yeah.
0: It looks like uh, 1 through 3 were up all night movies. Okay. According to the list I'm looking at.
2: I s- could have sworn there was more, though. I thought I saw
0: Halloween one and two.
2: That's not what I'm thinking of, because I I could have sworn that I saw five on there, which is the I think eh, maybe the it's words, maybe
0: it's later on the list. Chasing. I'm looking I'm looking at the letterbox list and not the
2: yeah that was in a weird order. The best one currently is the Wikipedia one.
0: Oh, is that right?
2: Yeah, they updated it to be more thorough at a certain point, based I think on the letterbox lists, but they alphabetized
0: booyah well how about we talk about some one things this week huh
2: yeah let's do that and i will confirm how many times we will be back (laughs) as i find it uh one two three uh new beginning which is five or six (laughs) five uh new blood which is seven and then and then indeed jason takes manhattan
0: okay well wow.
2: yep it's five new beginning is five that's that's my favorite of them so six is the only one we're
0: gonna skip huh
2: Although a lot of people don't like it which so, one's
1: the first uh feldman one sorry to keep derailing this
2: feldman's first one is i think four because the Feldman character is Tommy Jarvis, who grows up to be the main character of Five.
1: Yeah, that's right. And
2: then he reappears again in Six, but Six kind of ignores Five.
1: And then he gets killed in the comics. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, howdy. Uh, what you what you got this week, Cody? What's your thing?
1: Um, let's see. about Let your thing? Right. I, I got to quickly look around the room and figure out. All right. Out
0: well, what... I, got, I got one for you. <laughs> so, uh, this week, uh, my favorite beverage is the Mint Mojito from Clear American. Unfortunately, a Walmart brand, but uh, <laughs> the Mint uh, Mojito is really good, and I have enjoyed it, uh, a 12-pack of them this week, uh, all by my lonesome. Uh, they're non-alcoholic, but they are damn good.
1: Those are the ones that are like better than Lacroix. That's uh, I know Clear American. I didn't realize is a Walmart brand, so that makes me sad now. But uh, I definitely love the orange cream one, but it doesn't come in the cans. It only comes in the big like one liter bottle.
0: It does have a cans. Does it? I, I have some cans. Yes. Oh, the, is uh, they it not the- When you went, yeah, you
2: got some cans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it the mandarin orange one or is it the orange creamsicle one because that's orange what I'm t- cream oh damn well shit i need to head back to wally world i guess
0: yeah oh they're they're but damn tasty
1: <laughs> that's your I, one thing this week
0: yeah no i well i didn't really get to watch a ton of movies because uh you're to
2: justify you know, it
0: <laughs> well i i just want to you know I wanted to have a movie at the ready but I was uh due to certain things going on in the orbit here uh my wife has has had the living room all to herself all night uh <laughs> and so I uh I um uh, have not been able to watch as many uh media related things as I'd like
2: I got a book that I had ordered a bit off of Amazon that finally came today called Kaiju for hipsters. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Uh, it, is, it is a list of uh, kaiju and kaiju-related stuff that aren't just the, the Godzilla and Mothra movies. Uh, some of the choices are like American stuff. That's a little obvious, I feel. But a lot of it is cool and interesting stuff, like the uh, North Korean uh, slave-produced epic Pulgas, uh, Pulgas- oh, I've, I think I've heard it. of that one. Uh, which is... So uh, that's a lot of fucking fun.
1: Yeah, I love I love that stuff for sure. <laughs> but like other off-brand Godzilla stuff is so great. Yep. Because <laughs> that's how you get shit like Pacific Rim. That's all that is.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: my, my thing this week, I had to think about it, but it is definitely the J.G. Quintel show, Close Enough, that aired on HBO oh, Max yeah. recently. It's really funny. It's a guy that made regular show, He's the voice of Mordecai, so you will recognize him immediately It's like, one of the main characters, but it is a more mature follow-up to regular show about what it's supposed to be like in your uh, 30s, and it was supposed to air on TVS, like, years ago, and then nothing happened, and then finally they released the whole first season on HBO Max, so I'm hoping there will be a second season. It was just eight episodes. But uh, they were very enjoyable. It's the exact same type of comedy as regular show, except they get to swear now, which is fun. And they talk about sex and drugs.
2: I think I might have liked regular show if I watched it, but I worked for a summer at a movie theater where we had an in-store loop that had an (laughs) excerpt, a little thing, like a one-minute teaser for the regular show that would play over and over again. It was just catchphrases and shit. And i hated it so much <laughs> I,
1: I know those movie theater ad loops that ruined so many like really good things and properties for people just completely because of exactly that <laughs> so i totally understand if you've never <laughs> watched it i i would understand but it is great i feel like both of these shows are very worth uh worth checking out
2: i think i did try and watch it once and thought it was fine i, I enjoyed it just another show i haven't had time to watch but close,
1: close enough is- since it is more is slightly more grounded in the sense that they're not just anthropomorphic animals but they're they're people it it feels closer to that scott pilgrim vibe of here is just a normal everyday you know problem or situation that we all have to deal with but it is now a life or death situation and also there's a talking snail or something like that
2: yeah it's like hypermediated
1: <laughs> yeah that's uh, the the talking snail is absolutely a uh, a mighty boosh nod because it's uh it's that guy. I just blanked on his name. Noel Noel Fielding. Yeah, he, he's in it. A bunch of really good uh cameos from other stuff. Like Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad Jesse literally gets like one line
2: in a ham episode. Nice. <laughs> oh man. So we get the the uh, viewer mail this week
0: didn't have any viewer mail this week uh it it was uh i mean elongated as we as we're recording here uh but but we did post quite a bit on our own uh site so if you go to our facebook page uh i do believe i put up two things and josh put up one thing this week so
1: i'll put up some stuff too cuz well, i have some cool friday the 13th things
2: Sure. Well, let me I think I might have gotten something in my email by mistake that was supposed to be viewer mail. So I'll uh something. Uh-oh. From my viewer mail. Uh it's the the title line is Don't let your woman leave you. Oh. Uh <laughs> from our listener Risk Free. Uh, and that's a, that's a name. Yeah. The, uh, the body of the email is Start getting real results today. Better sex with this. Click here. Oh. Um, I appreciate the offer uh risk free but I do I I don't I don't like to criticize people you guys know that yeah it, and it, it it's easy in in these days to find the faults but I just that it, did, they wrong? Wrong? did they spell real wrong Did they use
0: the wrong real
2: like like your woman should have her will she should be with you by her volition you know mm-hmm. like I don't I think you're looking at it the wrong way, risk free. I, I I know that's that's probably harsh and it might be hard for you to hear, but I think you're looking at it the wrong way. You know, you should view, you should trust your woman.
1: I didn't realize Sorry, Josh. Uh, Josh had viewer mail. I actually have two as well. Uh, I have oh, a oh one, my gosh. I have you one guys actually from. Check
0: the email, huh?
1: Yeah, I have one from Sony, and that one says uh, your password has been updated. Uh, It's a, it's a password change notification. And then the other one is from a listener named Venmo and uh, they wanted to let us know that uh, our instant transfer had been sent.
2: Well, there, uh, yeah. Feedback Venmo. Tough to hear, but you know, we do our best.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was processed, huh? Yeah.
1: Went through, we got him.
0: We got him. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, all right. I I look forward to to more viewer mail next week. I I, I did not realize that.
2: <laughs> That's the bit now. Yeah. It's, I always want to do that bit.
0: No, it's great. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll uh we'll keep it up until the actual assholes who listen to this show uh send us some stuff.
2: <laughs> or just forward us spam. Yeah, or,
0: <laughs> or, or spam? good spam like like hilarious good. spam.
1: Yeah, forward us your favorite copypastas and we'll read them at the end.
2: Yeah. I will. I will share my favorite spam ever was the phishing attempt that I got. That was uh, it said your your Microsoft password has expired. You're not going to be able to get into any of your Microsoft accounts. Please click here, uh, which I was reading on my hotmail.
0: Yeah. Oh no. I was uh,
1: the <laughs> only the only encounter I ever had with an online stranger asking me to wire them money was the uh, the emo band the used fan forums. <laughs>
0: Oh my nice. well that, <laughs> that <laughs> podcast uh, stays up all night it has been a proud pro- production of that podcast productions you can find all our podcast blogs and sort of nonsense at uh, that podcast productions fireside Fm that podcast productions all one word uh, you can find us on Facebook at uh, that podcast stays up all night slumber party you can find us on instagram that podcast productions. Oops, Uh, you can find us on Twitter at that uh, at that productions. Oops, Uh, I mean you can find us there at that. What's that?
2: (laughs) You can find us there at that. Yeah, yeah. uh, (laughs) You can't find anything there, but
0: there's there's a signpost. Uh, uh, You can find uh, all of our pod uh, productions on Stitcher, Google, uh, Spotify, uh, iTunes. Or just from the RSS feed at the website there.
2: Uh, Uh, All of those, uh, you'd search for that podcast productions.
0: Yes. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, What's going on with the art, Cody?
2: Hey.
1: Hey. Our art is courtesy of Abby, who you can find on Instagram as Rosari Art. That's R-O-Z-A-R-I-A-R-T. She designed her logo. And she could probably design a sick kick-ass logo for you, too
0: yeah 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 um if you like our theme music uh that's done by ted potter if you want any more information about how to contact him or if you want to uh email us any of your comments you can do that at that.podcast.productions.gmail.com heck you could be a part of the viewer mail segment uh just like listener christina oh what's this josh what's what's going this on
2: is a transmission from the future you must listen carefully because we are all in danger you must before it is too late also listen to girls talk comics the short podcast about comics with a plural number of girls go to girls talk fm today oh and it has nothing to do with mixed artists girl talk Don't make the same mistake we did.
0: That is the, that is the best promotion he has ever done for a podcast, Cody. (laughs) I would like to point out he's been on several. Oh, we'll go on.
2: Giving away gold. here. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next time on that podcast stays up all night. Uh, We continue the summer of COVID long past the point of good humor uh, with another beach based thriller slash comedy. It's Tropical Teas. Didn't clue what it's about because I haven't seen it. Should be fun.
0: Ooh, a mystery movie. I I, I procured my copy. I have not watched it yet. So, (laughs) yay. Well, that does it for this week. Until next time, keep your kids supervised and your murderous lunch ladies properly medicated.